0: Hello my lovelies, it's Andrea Edwards. Welcome to Uncommon Courage. I've taken a snippet out of one of our no-show segments where Kathy Johnson, a very dear friend of mine, who is an executive coach, or better known as the authenticity coach. She's an amazing person and I just wanted to take this snippet out because I think it was really, really powerful and important information that could benefit people who may not be wanting to sit down and listen to the entire No Show. So I'm going to hand it over to Cathy to introduce, and then Joe Augustine, Tim Wade, and myself join her in a conversation afterwards. I hope you enjoy it. The No Show, they talk about the week. The no Show, what's happening in our streets. All right, Should we move into our theme for the week? And I'm looking forward to hearing what Cathy's got to say, being our most authentic selves. I don't think any of us struggle with that. Authenticity is something we're hearing a lot about today, right? I think it's also at risk of becoming just another buzzword. It's overused, but also I think the meaning of it isn't necessarily widely understood or what it really truly means. So, Cathy, would you be happy to share with us why it's important what it really means, why it matters, what it can deliver to you personally, and maybe tips, ideas, whatever, on how people can work
1: to become their most
0: authentic selves. So I'll hand it over to you.
1: Thanks, Andrea. Um, I appreciate the opportunity to share this because it really means a lot to me. And you're right, authenticity is a word that is used a lot now. When I use it, I'm referring to a need A need to both understand ourselves, like who we really are, what we really believe and care for, outside of the conditioning that we all got growing up with. And also the need to act from that place, which requires self-confidence and courage. It means acting from inside instead of continuing to just go along to get along, which is what most people Um, most of us do until we start to find ourselves. It's where we get to where we can make a difference in our own lives and in the world. So I would just say in general, it's about getting clear of what we were brought up to believe about ourselves and about the world. I would also say that most people are living stressful lives, ongoing lives, not living with presence, not really doing having time to do some self-reflection about themselves or about what matters to them. So just since you asked about what can we do to get there? There are two parts as i see it. One is to know yourself, to really know yourself. And i would say most people have a sense about themselves, but they don't know themselves deeply. I'm going to recommend two books. One you may have heard of "Uncommon Courage" by Andrea <laughs> Edwards because yeah, um, one so. of the things, yeah, it's one of the things I love about that book is it's you're sharing your journey to understanding yourself, things that you uncovered, um, just like your own inner voice, inner critic. Reading a book like that can help us to also question ourselves and say, what is what is there for me? It's all about uncovering who you really are outside of your conditioning. There's a second book I would recommend, which also can be helpful to understand our lives outside of our conditioning, called The Four Agreements. The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. There are lots of books, but those two I would strongly recommend. It's just a way to start to understand, first of all, that we all got this conditioning. Everyone's trying to help us to to survive in the world when we're little. And so we take on some understandings of things. And they may or may not be true for us. It's what we were told um, honestly from people to try to help us to live and survive. So the first step is to know yourself, to really know yourself. Uncover what really matters to you. And part of that is do some kind of slowing down, some kind of reflection, some kind of grounding practice so that you slow down and can start to be with yourself. And then you, you also may need some support to get clear. That can speed things up. So I would just say very often people I work with who I'm coaching or um, seeing in workshops, very often people are suffering. We're suffering from one thing or another in our lives, but we don't really know that things can be different or how to step into that very often we don't even know we have agency that we can do something. Anyway, that's the first one is to know yourself. The second one is to act from that place. And what that requires, which is there's no short supply of that in this little room here, but it requires self-confidence and some real courage. It means having difficult conversations, which could mean um, when someone comes in and you find they put a plastic bottle of Coke in your refrigerator. You're saying something. Um, But it also could be speaking up when someone says something racist or sexist or ageist or homophobic, Um, saying that you're gay or trans or whatever, getting help when you're being battered, telling the truth about your relationship with your spouse, acting from a place that's more real and whole. So I'm talking about living with integrity. That's really it. And the impact when people do develop over time, which I'm fortunate I get to see because I'm a coach, the impact is on not only themselves, it's on people around them, family members, people at work, but it can also then develop into what am I really here for? What really matters to me? What do I want to step into and start helping in the world? So for me, that's why it's super important.
0: I love that. You know, one of the things that I talk a lot about is work out what your true values are and then anchor yourself in your values. And to me, it's a starting point. If you're a person of your word and you say to yourself, I am a person of my word and nobody can switch me, knock me off my anchor, then over time people will understand you're a person of your word. But you've got to anchor yourself in them. So I remember some younger people that I've worked with in the past, I could see them coming in and they were still trying to work out who they were. And I was watching other people constantly knocking them off their values. And before mm. before they knew it, they were lost. Yeah. And that's, to me, the beginning of the journey. And you've got to get back to that person. And just if you can remember, you know, what's important to you? What what will you not compromise on? I annoy the crap out of my husband with my values, but he also knows that I'm there's things that I'm uncompromising on as he is. And we're very clear with each other what those things are for each of us. Um, yeah. So values to me are
1: super important. I agree. That's super important.
2: Uh, so I guess my my question then is, uh, when when should I allow myself to be
1: influenced by a better version of it? You know, I'm with you about the values, but I, I also sometimes hear people say things like, well, you know, that's just, the, uh, you know, I can't change. That's just the way I am. And I figured out some, some time in the past, years ago, that the truth is, whatever we say, this is just the way I am, I can't change. Really, that's that's rarely the way we really are. And the way I describe it is that is this. I ask the person, just imagine that if you were born on an island and there was nobody else there and you grew up on this island and when you're 25 or 27 years old, someone landed on the island, you're not going to walk up to that person and say, Look, I just can't get along with people like you because you're not going to say this is the way I am. I always I always I have to have the data and I can't you know, if I don't have the data, then I can't have a conversation. It's that things have happened to us in life that have made us make choices about how how we are. But that's part of I'm with you about the values is starting starting from that is a great place to start. Hmm. um but i also think people need to be do some reflection in order to get there because yeah. we all have been told by whether it's family members or a school people or extended family or the society or whatever what these are the right values and this is what you need to live by and we very often take them on so helping people to actually get to what really is their values what what do you what do you really stand for what really matters to you it's not yeah. so easy and what tim was saying like you know so one of
0: your values is I, I tell the truth. If you grow out of that and say, now I want to lie, it's a, it's a decision, right? But um, but you're right, Cathy. You've got to go inside and you've got to say, is that me? Is that mine? Was it given to me by my parents, by the church yes. I attended, whatever, yes. right? Um, yes, And then you've got to say, does it sit with me? And you've got, to, you've got to have silence in your life to be able to do that. And one of the things yes. that I talk a lot about is, go, you know, for me it was travel, you know, just on the road for months and months facing my mind. Not everybody needs that much time, but I certainly did. But I also find people are scared to face themselves. Yeah. There's a lot of terror,
1: you know, because you must have seen that in your work too, Kathy. I do. I do. And and there's a real hesitation to really look at what's there. And sometimes people, we just had a coaching session a couple of days ago where someone was saying, I don't know what, I don't even know how to react to that. I don't know what, I don't know. I don't know what that is it It's yeah, it can be scary, but it's also people get through it. It's not like it's a you know it's not like you're running into a brick wall or something, you know what I mean yeah, and it comes in stages, and sometimes you get tired
0: of it, and sometimes when you evolve, the people in your life are no longer relevant yes or or you start to recognize that that's they're actually creating harm for you. um I was speaking to someone just recently they um they got rid of all of their friends because on their 50th birthday not one person turned up and my heart ached so much for this person yeah. that you could be put in that situation but she realized that she wasn't surrounding herself with the sort of people that she should be surrounding herself with so exactly. it was a big, it was sad and it was heartbreaking but she grew from it you know so yeah. we got to look around us
2: as well so tim yeah i think the idea of reflection is a really good one it's a very challenging one i think that is that takes a lot of courage, but it also takes a bit of planning to do it because I think a lot of the time we go through our lives experiencing something and tolerating it until it gets to the point of it forces us to make a call on it. And that takes a long time. That process takes a long time of getting down to the, the bottom and then just going, no, I don't want that. So now I know what I don't want. That happened a lot for me with you know relationships. It was like, I don't know what I want in a relationship. And I'm in a relationship. Where I go well. I don't want that. And so, uh, and then, okay, next. Now I don't want this as well. And so, I basically by building up the whole list of things I didn't want, I was able to then kind of work out what I probably did want. You know, I could have saved myself a bit of time, but
1: sometimes you kind of got to live it. I agree. Um, sometimes, yeah, you got to live it. But one of the things I work with people on is is moving those conversations back further towards when you first you know when you if you get together you're seeing someone and you're dating or something and then they do something and you're all in love and everything's great and everything they do is wonderful but then that something happens you, you and you're thinking i can't you know that's weird but oh yeah no i love you and so you let things slide the same things happens the same things happen in the workplace when someone does something that we don't like well, you know, he'll he'll get better. He'll, You know, he won't do that forever. But then he does it again. And then we start. There's only a little with, bit of fraud. Yeah, yeah, right. Only a little bit of fraud. <laughs> just $10,000. Hello. Anyway, and then it gets to where we're looking at the person in a different way. Now we're thinking, God, he is just totally lazy. She doesn't even care about this team. Whatever it is, we're thinking that we've made up now because we never had that conversation to just say, wait, wait. I saw you do it like this, and I'm wondering about that. What is that about? Because we could all save ourselves in terms of relationships. Well, we're we're down the road on relationships, but everyone could save themselves some heartache by just speaking up, which is where the courage comes from. But I also know, I'm like you, Tim. I, I learned about what I wanted, what was great for me and what wasn't by making mistakes. And just that's how we learned. Your question just now
2: is fantastic, though. It's like, so I saw you do this. I'm wondering about that. So I'm owning my wondering, but I'm offering the platform for them to explain themselves rather than going, you did it like this and therefore you're wrong, basically going into
1: battle. Or even worse, you know, why did you do it like that? Is that what you you think that's right? I mean, what it's anything you're doing where you're poking somebody else as if you are the one that's connected to God and you know everything. That's it's just not okay. It's respecting the other person. That's it, and that you can do the same thing in the workplace as in your private life.
2: I've had a few Mm -hmm. conversations with you, Kathy, about expectations as well. And so some of this, Mm -hmm. some of it comes down to expect. What do we expect of others that hasn't been explicitly discussed? Yes, your conversation about Lego is wonderful.
1: Mm -hmm. Can you share us share that story? sure. A guy I was coaching in the past at a company, but it was during the COVID times. He was working at home and he has a couple of little kids and his wife was at home too. So he was in the their bedroom and set up his office there. Um, but he went out to get a cup of coffee in the kitchen and one of the kids had left out some of the, didn't clear up all the Legos. And he was walking barefooted and stepped on a Lego. Now, you know, that's not going to be a pleasant feeling. And he You know, we were having this session, and he told me, he said, I just, you know, I was so angry. It was like, why did, you know, why didn't she get this thing picked up? And here I am, you know, my foot's hurt, hurt, et cetera. And um, so then I asked him, I said, you know, I'm I'm sure that hurt a lot. I said, um, I'm interested in knowing about the conversation you had with your wife earlier, where you discussed about and agreed that she would be in charge of making sure all the Legos were picked up off the floor. And he looked at me and he said, oh, yeah, yeah, we didn't have that conversation. <laughs> we got it. It's like we go off sometimes and assume someone's read our mind that, yeah, it's unexpressed expectations. causes um, lots of problems at home uh, and in the workplace too. Expectations are amazing.
0: You know, you'll meet somebody and their father has let them down for 40 years yeah. and they still expect it to be different. Yeah. And because they still expect like it to be different, they're living in pain and it's yeah. like just stop expecting anything else and then because actually when you move out of expectation and you ex- actually expect nothing often they actually step up a little bit but it mm-hmm. doesn't it's my shrinking the bubble analogy right not everyone's going to be able to meet your expectations so the best thing to do is to not have expectations i have expectations yeah. of my husband and i have expectations of my children but they're different because i'm allowing them to grow and, you know, they're going to make mistakes. And so my expectations can't limit that growth, it, but, but it's, you know, there's things like tell the truth, be respectable, yeah. that sort of stuff, right? But expectations are the bane of our
1: existence, and so many people struggle, so many. Well, yeah, exactly. And here's the thing. It's actually expectations. I don't know. It's like I totally agree. What we can share is here's what I'd like. What I would like is this, but you need to verbalize it because otherwise if we don't verbalize it, we just make assumptions and assume they're going to do that and then they don't and then, you know, there's a Lego on the floor and we go nuts about it. But it's actually saying what you're thinking and making a request, but the other person is an adult except for your kids, although they're pretty close there, and they can say no if they want to. Any adult that, can, but, but just you have to ask. If they say to you, I can't give you what you want, yeah. Accept it. Yeah. Then live your life on. I mean, yeah, you know, that's the way it is, and it's a great thing to know. If you if if you have a boss, for example, who is uh, really rude, it always interrupts you. And if you say, you know, I one thing I noticed is that um, three times this morning, when I've been speaking before I finished, you started speaking on top of what I was saying. You know, what I'd really like is if you could find a way to allow me to finish what I'm saying before you started, that would be really great. Is that, is that okay for you? The thing is they could say, look, sorry, but no, that's not me. if I want to say something, I'm going to say something. If it were me, I would want to know that my boss felt like that. I'd be looking Hmm. for another boss myself, but really, but if you don't ask, they're never going to change. They might say, you know what I, I heard someone say this. You know, my wife tells me that all the time and, you know, I know I need to make a change. And he said, then they said, I'm sorry. But the point is we need to just ask, just mm. ask and listen. If And you're right. If they say no. Well, okay. Now I know. And I can make changes or, or decisions in my love own life, which could say, you know what, I'm just going to live with them because I really love this job, but yeah. it might not important piece of information absolutely and don't suffer in silence right and, you know for some
0: people it's very difficult to speak up and have those conversations but if you're struggling you know that's where someone like Kathy would help right Get, getting a coach or a mentor or somebody who can help you you find what the right words are don't continue to suffer and if you've got a boss yeah. who's just a plain bully if you're still there 12 months later then yeah. you know you've got to you've got to ask yourself why so yeah, yeah. Thank you, Cathy Johnson. Appreciate your insight. No they talk about the week No sure what's happening in our streets. No sure they'll help you understand all the latest issues going on in the land. Making
2: sense of what's going on about the latest news affecting everyone. No sure they talk about the week No sure what's happening in our streets. No sure. No show. Sure.